Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, because review embargoes are not up until tonight, Thursday night, um, I'm not going to ask you any specifics about what you might have seen on Tuesday night, other other than to say you went and saw a new musical at at a hotel in the spot, in in the location where like four former Broadway houses were. So I'm not going to ask you for your thoughts on the show. All I'm going to ask you... I'm going to ask you, did your feelings line up with mine, which I have also not shared publicly because of review embargoes, but you and I have talked about privately off air. So did your feelings of said musical in a hotel line up with mine? I feel so lucky. (laughs) She's a star. (laughs) Facts. Yeah. Until then, yeah. I mean, you have asked me very specifically how I feel, just not on the air. Because, like you said, the reviews come out uh, Thursday Thursday night, right? Yeah, Yeah. Thursday night. Tonight. Tonight. Yeah, fair enough. That's Uh, why I got confused. Yeah. But uh, I I feel like I'll be making a return trip to uh, said hotel. Yes, many, many, many times. Um, yeah, <laughs> at least I one in August. I will be doing many. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are talking about going back in August, and a friend of mine who I'm going to see shows with in October messaged me on Tuesday night and said, "Is this going to be open when we're when I'm in town?" And I said, "We can only hope." Uh, hopefully, and if it is, we're gone. Yeah. So I uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, jaded reviewers don't close yeah. oh. the show that I want to see like oh. seven more times. Yeah, get some we'll get joy there. in your life please um okay so we will talk about those reviews in detail on future episodes of today on broadway which you can hear before anyone else if you head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadway radio.com slash patreon so let's get in to the news today we're going to start off with a, just a, a real quick housekeeping thing that is very exciting mm. over the weekend broadway bears colon pleasure island was held at the hammerstein ballroom they did two standing room only performances it was the 31st annual event and of course jerry mitchell won um, the isabel stevenson mm-hmm. Tony Award for his incredible work benefiting Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS over the past three decades with this event. This year, Broadway Bears raised $1,887,014. They do multiple ways of revenue generation with this. The first is obviously ticket sales. But then they do what they call the strip-a-thon, which is actually where the (laughs) most money comes from. That is where participants post scantily clad pictures all over their social media and ask for donations to either themselves or to teams that they are on. The Stripathon raised $1,011,499. Dancer Mark McKillop, who I'm not familiar with, he raised the most money of anybody in the Stripathon, raising $112,104. So if you want to see what type of pictures he used to raise over $112,000, check out his Instagram, I suppose. But then they also did something called a rotation, which is like at the end of the show where – the, the the dancers and the cast members go down and just ask for like people to hand them money. Oftentimes, if you are on social media, you saw some people sticking bills into G strings and other various uh, pieces of clothing that raised twenty two thousand five hundred fifty three bucks this year. So all, all in all, Love close that. to one point nine million dollars. So congratulations to everybody involved. 
All right, so let's get into some show and casting news. And yesterday, Ashley, you and I talked about the fact that Courtney Reed was going to be leaving the national tour of Moulin Rouge to take over as Satine on Broadway. And today, we found out who is going to be replacing her on tour. The original muse in Town on Broadway, Yvette Gonzalez-Naser, will be stepping into the role of Satine, but just for a short time, July 18th through September 24th. Currently, she is the Satine alternate on the tour, so she's going to be taking over for that role just for a little over two months. I'm disappointed because um, Moulin Rouge is going to be coming here to... um, to Orlando in this upcoming season, but I think it's not until January. So when I saw this mm. announcement, I was like, oh, I'm really excited to see her. I, I really yeah, like her. But it's not coming till February, actually. So mm. uh, disappointed about that, but hopefully the folks that are going to be seeing her for that two-month run will enjoy it. Um, heading back into New York, yesterday the Atlantic Theater Company announced that the world premiere of Lucas Hanath's new play, A Simulacrum, I think is how it's pronounced, um, has been extended. He created it with Steve Coifo and Lucas Hanath directed it as well. It has been extended by popular demand and will now run through July 9th. Now, this is one that I think is very interesting because there was a lot of words thrown into the headlines of this press release. But I'm going to read to you how Playbill uh, summed it up in the headline. Dracula, Dracula, a comedy of terrors, will haunt off-Broadway this fall with a Gen Z pansexual vampire. That's a lot of stuff. My friend group, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you have a uh, you have a group chat that not is just Gen to, Z pansexual vampires. Yeah, a little <laughs> That's bit. True. A little bit. What is Gen Z? What is Gen isn't Z? Isn't that like twenty somethings? I think it's right below millennials, isn't it? Gen Z is born nineteen ninety seven to two thousand thirteen. Yeah, so basically. Not. People when I, who were born when I was a junior in high school uh, are the start of Gen Z. Whoa. So, okay, fair enough. Nonetheless, this was written by Gordon Greenberg and Steve Rosen. It will begin performances off-Broadway on September 4th at New World Stages. And the five-person company will include Jordan Boatman, Arnie Burton, James Daly, Ellen Harvey, and Andrew Keenan Bolger. So a number of folks that you probably know from nice. either stage yeah. or screen. Uh, yesterday, Disney Plus announced that the upcoming fourth season of High School, colon, the musical, colon, the series, will be the final one in the series. Ooh. And that it, I know, I know, I know. Um, it will also feature Corbin Blue and Allison Reed from the original film. Corbin Blue had been in uh, season three as well. And, of course, Tony nominee uh, Julia Lester will be back in the show as well. They also released a teaser that obviously culminates in uh, a little graduation number because it is a four-year season. It's about high school. So you can check that out in the show notes. Perhaps the biggest news in all of our show and casting news uh, things here is the fact that Grace Aki's To Free a Mockingbird will receive a special industry presentation okay. coming up on Monday. It'll happen at the ART New York Theater on, uh, on Monday at 4.30 p.m. If you would, if you are an industry member and would like to RSVP, we, of course, will have a link in the show notes. Uh, as you might know, the solo work is described as a blend of storytelling and stand-up. Aki tells the story of how her family journeyed from Japan to the American South in an exploration of secrets, lessons, and how our stories get told. You might be familiar with the work. 
Yeah, you 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 might be familiar with the work of Grace Saki. I've seen To Fear the Mockingbird both in person and via streaming at one point. So I would recommend that Twice people see stream. this somehow. Yeah, if you are an industry member and want to be there, we will have a link and you can check that out. All right, so let's get into your favorite segment of this weekend every week. Last week's Broadway grosses. Of oh, course, yeah. this is coming Smoke off break. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming off the Tonys, so that I think this is actually probably one of the ones that is the most interesting to actually dive into. We had one fewer mm-hmm. show than the previous week because remember, a doll's house. Um, closed and so did um, the Thanksgiving play I think but then we got um, uh, Here Lies Love came in so yeah. we're down one show but um, Here Lies Here Lies Love only did like one official or two professional performances last week so it's not exactly a one show difference but in theory it is despite that fact Broadway's grosses were up 6% or effectively $2 million to come in at 32,939,618 bucks attendance was also up 2% to 260,027 ticket prices actually rose by 5% the average ticket price on Broadway Ashley guess what you think that might be oh 100 $126.68 okay. i mean uh, a little too rich for my blood but Depends on, but you have to remember that that's the average, and that is factoring in a lot of those premium seats that the rich Ooh, yeah. tourist folks. So mm-hmm. those of us who try to find good deals can get in underneath that, especially depending on what show it is. But overall, there were twelve shows that saw more than six figure increases week over week. The top one was Funny Girl. You might remember last week I talked about the very strange drop that Funny Girl had, and I suppose that Leah Michelle was out. I have still have not gotten any confirmation of that, but. The previous week, it had grossed just $528,000, which is very low, but it was back up over $1 million this week to come in at $1.6 million. The other shows that saw six-figure increases, many of them were highlighted tremendously uh, at the Tony Awards were Leopold Stott, Hamilton, Angeliet, Kimberly Akimbo, Shucked, Prima Facie, uh, Cursed Child, New York, New York, Peter Pan Goes Wrong, Parade, and Some Like It Hot. And that was in descending order. Um, unsurprisingly, Lion King was the top grossing show of the week at 2,349,263 buckaroos. In descending order, I won't read all of the totals here, but no other show was above 2 million, although Wicked, Hamilton, and Sweeney Todd were all very close. But in the order of the shows, uh, were Wicked, Hamilton, Sweeney Todd, again, just seven performances, Funny Girl, MJ the Musical, Aladdin, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and Juliet, Moulin Rouge, Parade, Some Like It Hot, Prima Facie, and and that's where it wraps up. New York, New York was like two premium tickets away from being north of one million. We also mm-hmm. saw um, we also saw some increases in capacity last week, which I think is probably more uh, telling at this point than than necessarily the grosses because it shows us a little bit of the momentum. The prices will change based off of the rise in interest. So we saw Leopoldstadt actually jumped 21.22% in capacity or in attendance, which is by far the most other than Funny Girl, which had that weird thing, so I'm not counting that. Uh, but then we also saw Peter Pan Goes Wrong in double digits. Um, Good Night Oscar, Prima Facie also jumped up. Uh, so very interesting stuff there. All right, let's move on to some feel-good recommendations, and I have a lot. The first one is from a podcast that came out on Monday. This is a show that both my mom and brother listen to, but I do not. It is the Smartless podcast. Are you familiar with this one, I'm Ashley? I'm not. I don't okay. think I've heard of it. 
I bet you have when I tell you what it is. It is Maybe. the podcast co-hosted by Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and recent Tony winner Sean Hayes. They sit around. Uh. One of them brings on a guest and doesn't tell the other two hosts who it is. And so they kind of make them guess at first, and then they aren't prepared for questions. But in this one, in kind of like the opening well, banter fun. section, yeah, Sean Hayes talked about winning the Tony Award, which is obviously a huge deal, but it's very cool to hear that. Also... The uh, the guest was Jennifer Garner, and she talks about her starts in, in theater as a child and where she started acting and, and in musical theater specifically. So you can check that out in the show notes if you would like. Also, uh, Broadway World had an exclusive clip from an upcoming episode of Apple TV Plus's Carpool Karaoke in which the guests decking out – I guess it looks like an SUV in this one um, – was the cast of Girls 5 Eva, Sarah Bareilles, Renee Lee Goldsberry, Paula yes. Pell, and Busy Phillips. In the clip, you can see them singing and dancing along with George Michael's Freedom! Exclamation point 90 – released in 1990. For those of you that don't know the song, we are very, very old. Um, this episode will be <laughs> released on Friday, so June 23rd, so coming up just tomorrow. All right, and then the thing that I was most excited about, the company of Once Upon a One More Time has released just scads of, of photos of the show, like a dozen yep. or so photos. They are- Matthew Murphy. A, Matthew Murphy photos, as mm-hmm. always, one of the best. They are oh, yeah. gorgeous. They are great. Um, really kind of captures the the vibe of the show, I think, very well. So you can check those out. But then also, they released kind of like a 55-second, you know, sizzle reel of the show that focuses a lot on the incredible dancing in this show. So highly recommend you check so those out. Good. I'm not that we're talking about no, it ahead of the embargo release. No, not that we're talking release. about it. <laughs> we're talking just about the dancing I in mean, the clips that have been yeah, publicly released. Exactly. Looks great in the clips. I, I cannot confirm or deny that it looks great in person <laughs> just yet. Um, I unless mean, you... it's a show on Broadway, to be fair. You would hope yes. that the choreography is great. So it feels and like the a lights pretty... and the sets. And the yeah. lights. Yeah. Most, most shows have good lights, sound, and sets. Yeah. I mean, uh, other than Sweeney Todd. I mean, award-winning sound design, <laughs> baby. Everybody makes mistakes. Um, one thing I will point out is, and this has been talked about, and you'll see it in the highlights, is that when you go into the Marriott Marquis Theater, um, you get handed a bracelet. Did you get the bracelet? Never of mind. Course. You did not. Oh, yeah. no. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can say you went. Yes. You can say you went. Yes, okay. I did. I, that's the show that was in the hotel that I went to on Tuesday yes. night. Correct. Yes. And I did receive my bracelet. Okay. So what happens is it's this little like um, plasticky bracelet and it's just there. You're supposed to take out this little tab like you do when you you pull something out so the battery is active. And it just sits there on your arm until – the finale and you can see this this is mm-hmm. highlighted this is not a spoiler you can see it yeah. in the clips then it lights up um at the specific <laughs> time when it's supposed to and it's it, yeah. it's it's colored with the lights that are happening on stage this is something that i had not seen before but apparently this happens at concerts quite a bit and they often do yeah, yeah, like yeah. um designs and stuff based on where you're sitting and all of those things but that was very cool so i have Two of those because I have gone to see this show not <laughs> once but twice. Yeah. Um, so, so. Uh, 
I hate it. Terrible show. I mean, not that I'm saying that before the end. Not that you're saying anything. Yeah. (laughs) No. um, Though I will say about the bracelets, because I was, I obviously watched The Sizzle Reel and for some reason decided to look at the comments. And there were people like, did you go to performance? I hadn't seen the show, but people, did you go to the performances that had the annoying red and blue bracelets? Because that seems like it would deter me from seeing the show. It's like, I, I need to stay home. (laughs) Yeah, they don't go off until the end. Harsh my buzz. Yeah, they do not go off until the like the mega mix yeah. curtain call. So, yeah. which I think was a lot. Not of fun. even technically part of the show, but obviously part of the show. Curtain call, absolutely. Yep. You don't see them before that. Nope. Stay not home. Yep. Watch the news. Uh, and if you're going to be a critic who is going to harsh Ashley's buzz or whatever you just said, <laughs> you can yeah. stay home as well. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. You can also find me watching every single Cincinnati Reds games, NL Central leading Cincinnati Reds on an 11-game winning streak. The longest winning streak since 1957 for the oldest franchise in professional baseball. So, yay, Reds. I'll be watching the Yankees play mediocre baseball as they tend to do at this time of the year and usually later in the year as well. But it happens. You know. It happens. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Thursday. We'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.